This is the house of the Lord. Hear the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body or spirit to recognize its life and place within the community. If you are able, please stand. Welcome to all of you, whether you are here every Sunday or you are here the first time, maybe visiting friends and family, you are all welcome and we hope that you are blessed attending with us worshiping. Also welcome to you online or who are watching a recording of this service later. Well, you have already recognized I'm not our minister Gary, he's on vacation with his family, my name is Thorsten König. And I'm trained to become a minister, so you have to, yeah, you have to be with me today. <laughs> Let us worship God with words of Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. I will praise the Lord who counsels me every night and my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Amen. Let us sing our first hymn, hymn 409, Jesus is risen, hallelujah.
heaven and earth, cradle of all, we gather here to meet you. We have come here to listen to you, seek you, worship you. You are the beginning of all things, the life of all things. You know us before we were born. Holy God, some of us are here this morning with laughter and songs of joy. Some of, you, some of us are here this morning with heavy hearts. Some of us are here this morning with enthusiasm. Some of us are here this morning exhausted. In your holiness, O oh God, you are not distant. You came into our world you shared our lives because you love us. You rejoice with each of us. You mourn with each of us. You know each of us and you want to be here for each of us. Come, O oh God, we pray. Meet us here today. In your loving presence, O oh God, we become aware of our shortfalls. We confess that we, have not that we have elevated the things of this world above you. We have made idols of possessions and people. We have permitted our schedules to come first and have not taken time for you and for our fellow humans. We confess that we struggle to be the people you want us to be. And here we are. God of heaven and earth, holy God in your presence. You know us through and through, and you love us. Your love and forgiveness radiates from Ethan, from the empty tomb into the world through space and time. You know our names, and you say to each of us, You are my forgiven daughter, you are my forgiven son. I love you. And as your renewed daughters and sons, as sisters and brothers, we join now into the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Isn't that surprising? 
Or, I wonder, what would our dog say if he could speak? Do you have a dog? Yeah, do you have a dog? You also, do you also sometimes wonder what your dog would say when he could speak? Well, I think he would tell me, give me more food, give me more treats. or why are people not always nice to each other? There are so many people who are not nice to each other. I think, why? It would be so much more fun if people would be nice to each other. But you see, this is really, really, really a difficult question. And what do you do when you have difficult questions? What do you do then? Hmm? Yeah? You ask someone, right? That is a good idea. And, and when you go to school, you can also ask your teachers. And, and sometimes, well, they're supposed to know the answer. In our story today, which we are hearing today, there were the disciples of Jesus. And they also had their doubts. Last week, we, we heard that Jesus died. And the disciples, they locked themselves away and they were afraid because Jesus said, what's going on now? What's happening now? They had a big question and big doubts. And we will hear that there was a woman and she was called Mary Magdalene and she came to the disciples and she told them that he's alive. And they said, wait a minute. Only because you tell us we don't believe you. Suddenly Jesus came among them and they said, Hey, here I am. I told you so. Peace be with you. And that is, you are absolutely right. It's important to ask questions, like the disciples did. And in our story, Jesus gave them an answer. An answer maybe they would not have expected, but they dared to ask questions. So, absolutely okay, right. You have to ask questions if you don't know somebody. Ask your parents. Ask your friends, ask your neighbors, and dare to ask questions. There's no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. That's important to know. So, let us sing the next song, 416, Christ is Alive, Let Christians Sing.
only a few intimations this morning, the usual one, Tuesdays from 10 to 12, and from 7 to 8 p.m. there's the food bank selection in the West Hall. And the Holy Week retiring collection raised 700 pounds for our selected charities. Thanks a lot for all your generosity. And then already the last one, the carnival programs for those who volunteer to distribute them and sell them, they are available at the back of the church. That's already all our intimations. The scripture reading today will be done by us. Scripture reading from the Evangelist John, John chapter 20, verses 9 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fears for the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, He's seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hand. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his hands. Thank you, Alfred. Our next hymn is hymn 432, How Often We Like Home.
this first Sunday after Easter, we gather here again in your presence, O God. Inspire us with your Holy Spirit that we listen to you and understand your word. Last week we celebrated Easter. It was the end of the Holy Week when we remember Jesus going to Jerusalem, being arrested, persecuted, tortured, and how he died on the cross. But this death, this death was not the end. On Easter Sunday we celebrated Jesus' resurrection. What a joy! Some of us greeted each other with the traditional Easter call, The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. But this week, we are back. We are back to a normal life. All the decorations for Holy Week and Easter were taken down. The wonderful Gethsemane Garden we had here in our church, the special flowers we had, all is gone. All the bacon rolls are eaten. And this Sunday, we even don't have a proper minister. And we may wonder what is left from Easter. We may, we may wonder how can we make sense of what happened more than 2,000 years ago there far back in Palestine. The human mind searches for order, to make sense of things, to understand the world, to organize all the data that comes to our awareness. This is the impulse that pushes us towards scientific discovery. It is also the core of legal argumentation and forensic debate. It is a reason why we love mystery stories. We desire to follow the evidence until a mystery is solved. Welcome, Miss Martha. But how do we make sense of the mystery of Jesus' resurrection now that we are back to normal? This was a question also the disciples may have asked themselves when they were hiding behind locked doors on that first day after Jesus' crucifixion, how to make sense of Jesus' death. The disciples traveled for years, heard his teaching, saw how he dealt with people at the margins of society, witnessed his great deeds, and trusted him that he would bring a new kingdom, God's kingdom. And now, he's dead. Okay, there was Mary Magdalene who just told them, uh, quite excited and emotional, that she was at Jesus' tomb. And that it was empty. And that she met Jesus. And that Jesus told her to go to his friends and tell them that he's not dead and that he's alive, that he's risen. But, honestly, a word from a single woman. This was not good enough for the disciples to get out of their rabbit hole of doubts. This all made no sense to them. And there was Thomas. 
Thomas often portrayed quite negatively, he's called the doubter. And I don't think that is fair. I think Thomas was honest. The disciples locked themselves away afraid. And Thomas was not among them. But when he joined with them again, he dared to be honest. Despite what the strange told him, he asked the question, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Thomas demanded proof. And it is an honest question. Who is this Jesus? Does Jesus' death and resurrection make sense? Already in the first centuries, theologians wrestled with this question. Was Jesus only human? A brilliant teacher? Or was he divine? How to explain that Jesus was truly human and truly God? How to make sense of Jesus? And these are the questions people continue to ask through centuries. And similar questions are asked today. Why should I come to church? Is faith not an illusion? An easy placeholder, an excuse for things you cannot explain without current rational and scientific thinking. But it will flow in the future. How can these old stories make sense in a world we live in today? Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is beyond our rational comprehension. It is a mystery and a human struggle to make sense of it. And that is okay. Faith is a mystery, something which is hard to explain. Faith is a mystery of the heart that the mind wants to solve. To admit that we take certain things on faith, on faith is to say that we are willing for things not to make perfect sense. In Easter season, we celebrate the biggest mystery of faith, that Jesus died for the sins of the world and that he rose from the grave. Compared to all other fantastic stories about Jesus, his healing, his miracles, walking on water, knowing people he has never met before. This fact of faith is the hardest one for the human mind to apprehend. Faith is not a function of the brain alone. Faith is also a function of our hearts, a function of love and compassion. Faith requires to endure the tension between our brain and our heart to be patient. And that is not easy. And this struggle is not a weakness. When the disciples were struggling, when they had locked themselves away, when they could not make sense of Jesus' death, Jesus appeared among them. But we hear no word 
that Jesus criticized the disciples. He did not challenge them. Why did you not listen to what I taught you when we were together? Why did you not listen to Mary Magdalene? She told you that I agree. No criticism. Just peace be with you, Jesus said. And Jesus took Thomas seriously. Jesus met Thomas' demands of proof. But we do not read that Thomas touched Jesus. Perhaps it was enough for Thomas just to know that Jesus cared enough to give him what he needed. Jesus didn't, did not despise Thomas' doubts. Perhaps it was enough for Thomas to see the risen Jesus and to address him with reverence and awe. My Lord and my God. Faith is a mystery. We were not there 2,000 years ago. We did not experience the risen Jesus like Mary Magdalene, like the disciples, like Thomas. We did not see or touch. Maybe someone told us a story in a way that invited us to believe. Maybe we heard someone saying something, perhaps a tiny something, that spoke to us as if calling our name. Maybe there was a sermon, a passage, a prayer. And maybe some of, some of us need something beyond the verbal, beyond the simple telling of the story. Something that looks and feels more real. And all this is okay. There is no right or wrong. Faith is seeking, enduring the tensions, accepting the mystery, daring to ask, expecting, hoping. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Faith is God's gift of love and compassion. Faith is Loving, caring, sharing. Faith is inviting others to our talent evening. The man shed, Houston Carnival, Sunday worship, the Sunday club, and perhaps for a Sunday roast into our home. Faith is sharing our stories, our lives, with friends, with neighbors, with strangers. Faith listens to Jesus saying, Peace be with you. And faith proclaims God's love, like Thomas did, My Lord and my God. Our next term is term 237. Look forward.
offering will now be taken. Just a reminder, if you don't have cash, there's an apparatus for your credit and debit card at the exit. Jesus, you said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thank you, Lord, that you are so patient with us when we can be so impatient. You never force us to believe, but you rejoice when we do. Thank you, Lord, that you break down our barriers and set us free to love and worship you. Thank you, Lord, for all the material good you give us. Use that what we give today for the growth of our congregation and your church in the world. Thank you, Lord, that you want to help us to love and care for others, to share our stories in our lives. Gracious Lord, who hears the cries of the forgotten and sees those who are hidden, draw close. We ask your loving kindness to surround those who are struggling with anxieties, doubt, or despair, 
and we pray that they may know your peace. We ask for your unfailing powerful love for those who seek to know you better. We pray that you that your love draws us nearer to you again and again. We think of those at loss as to how to cope with even simple practicalities of life. We pray for your gentle strength and for us to offer help so that no one may no longer feel alone. Have mercy, gracious Lord. You who defeat death and sin. You overcome the darkness. You cannot be contained. Fill our lives today with your Holy Spirit. Amen. After our last hymn, there will be the benediction and then the threefold Amen followed by praise God from whom all blessings flow while the Bible reads the same. Our last hymn, 436, Christ Christ Everett.
as we go on from this first Sunday of the week into the world. Let us listen to Jesus who says, Peace be with you. Let us proclaim God's love in our faith, my Lord and my God. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us this day, this week, and forevermore. Thank you.